Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now let the show begin. Hello and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Don McCauley. Today we're welcoming to the program author, Bill Poggi, and he is the author of The Byzantine Pineapple, Part 1 with Corporation X. Bill, how are you? I am well. How are you, Don? Good. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. I am a business person originally from Michigan, Grand Rapids, Michigan, and through a series of steps, I now live in Jacksonville, Florida with my brother, taking care of our 94-year-old mother while building everything in the books. So tell us about your book. There are actually two books, The Byzantine Pineapple Part 1, which is available as a standalone book, and then a separate double book, which partners The Byzantine Pineapple with the Corporation X business plan. What the Byzantine Pineapple does is it performs systems analysis and systems design on the existing social, economic, legal, and political systems out there, and then uses this analysis to design a new flat tax plan for governance. What the Corporation X business plan presents are the existing and near future POGI products, and then it explains why they will be successful as tentpole movies to profit those who choose to become involved with Corporation X. It's also the vehicle for moving forward the reforms established in the Byzantine Pineapple. So who did you write your book for specifically? Well, I wrote the Byzantine Pineapple for the common people globally who are fed up with the existing failures of the self-systems in place, but they have no reform plan to follow. The Byzantine Pineapple presents a reform plan in a manner simple enough that anyone with a high school education can get it. The Corporation X business plan is the result of 10 years of product development and building connections and a successful market test of 20,000 people in 16 states at 130 locations. So it's written for anyone seeking an investment opportunity in terms of time or career or financial investment, or for anyone who enjoys a different option of what to read versus the demographically homogenized vacuous art products pumped out annually by corporations. Now, could you say there's any type of central message or perhaps underlying theme that you would say runs throughout your book? Oh, most certainly the central message theme of the Byzantine Pineapple, and the cover represents this, is wake up from the matrix. See, out there right now, we're in an election cycle, and neither the political right or left have a long-term plan to address what's wrong with America, with the existing systems. That's why they spend their days in their debates throwing insults at each other, and every day is a new costly plan as a knee-jerk reaction to something. They do this because there is no long-term plan. Now, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. It's insane to believe that any of those people running right now or their parties really have a long-term plan. So the Byzantine Pineapple presents a plan. The Corporation X business plan has two messages. The first message is, here's the documentation for a global $6 billion sales vision. The second message is that if you want to work for social good and you buy off on the principles of the Byzantine pineapple, here is a corporation working to make it happen and to change the world. So if you had to choose, what would you say is the single most important idea you're sharing in your book that's really going to add value to the reader's life? Well, it's for both of them, wake up from the matrix. There are other ways. There are other paths. 
There are other futures than what both the political right and political left are presenting. You just need to know the plan. So if you compare your book with any book out there we might already be familiar with, which book would it be and why? Well, I don't know how many people are familiar with the Dinosaur Heresies by Bob Baker, but in the following regard, I compare it to that. When the Dinosaur Heresies was published in 1986, it was a, the science is settled that dinosaurs are cold-blooded animals. And then Bob Baker comes out with this thing that says, no, no, you look at their body structure and everything, and they are warm-blooded animals, and here's why they were. Well, the macroeconomic formula in the Byzantine pineapple is heresy to the established economic community, and as well as the political community. Okay, And the macroeconomic formula isn't based upon assumptions, which is what they do in, in those industries. Instead, the formula is based on eliminating assumptions, and thereby you achieve quality control doing three things. Giving monthly income people, taking care of health care, not health insurance for all citizens, and addressing housing for all citizens. The Corporation Act business plan is heresy to the movie industry. Every year, the big studios lose over a billion dollars annually making big budget crap, yet the movie industry is vehement that only those with industry experience know how to make profitable movies. Well, if industry experience is so valuable, then how could the major studios possibly lose a billion dollars a year doing this stuff? The book presents why. What's the significance of the title? Byzantine and the Byzantine pineapple means that we live in a legal system with so many laws, it's Byzantine in nature. Yet you, me, every listener out there, we're all illegal some way, shape, or form. Probably don't know how, but there's so many laws out there that it's impossible for us not to be. And any one of those laws can selectively be used at any point in time to come after us and take our assets, fine us, civil asset forfeiture, if not prison. Pineapple means that the government taxation and spending system is like a pineapple. If you're inside the pineapple wall, you're raking it in. You're siphoning off the tax dollars and living the high life. The rest of us suckers outside the pineapple wall are kept from enjoying the fruit of the taxation and spending system by the impenetrable pineapple wall. What's the structure of the book? The Byzantine Pineapple presents an information systems analysis of existing systems and explains why the existing systems are doomed to fail. The existing systems are like an earlier version of the Matrix, and to quote the architect from the Matrix, there they, left unchecked, would unconstitute an escalating probability of disaster. Well, that's what's going on. The book then establishes parameters for creating a new system design to address the flaws documented in the system's analysis. Using the documentation and the established parameters, the book presents a new system design for taxation and spending and uses the U.S. federal government budget to illustrate the new system design. So how does the new system design work? Well, what the new system design does is it eliminates what are called unknown unknowns, which is a phrase coined by the University of Chicago economics professor Knight. And it rebuilds the system so that everything is based upon only knowns. This breaks down into two parts, okay? First part is departmental in nature. So if you say, for example, that the military currently gets 8% of the population of tax dollars available every year, and that education is 2%, and NASA is 1%, or whatever the percents are, well, you fix those, and you send the money straight to those departments. 
So then you have a sub-rate for each department. You add up the sub-rates, well, now you've got a flat tax rate. The second part then is to address all the various social welfare programs, and it collapses everything down to three things. A flat tax collected and redistributed to all citizens. So, for example, if a $1 trillion is collected and it's sent out to 300 million citizens, that comes out to about 70 bucks a week for each citizen. Then you have a separate flat tax collected and to pay for citizens' health care. So the way it works, the citizen goes to a private corporation, gets treated, doesn't have any bills. The corporation bills the government, and they hash it out, and it's paid out of the flat tax. And you do something similar for housing. You build zones where, as a citizen, it's your right to go live in, okay, if you need a place to live or if you choose to live there. You don't have all the utility bills and whatnot, and it's paid for out of the flat tax, okay? So if you don't have to worry about your housing or your health care, you can live off 70 bucks a week. But what this means, then, is that all the government is pre-budgeted, and that means the pork barrel politics disappear. The annual shutdown over budget disappears. Too big to fail disappears. It also means that healthcare has moved out of corporations and simplifies the corporate world, making corporations more profitable. And those are just a few of the long-term benefits. What about larger cities where the cost of living is higher? Now, cost of living is a local issue. So if you can define an area where you say the cost of living is higher, there is nothing preventing the existing government or banding together of governments within that region of the defined area from supplementing the quote-unquote 70 bucks a week. So how does Corporation X play into this? Corporation X is an entertainment production and marketing corporation. I'm a capitalist. I seek profit not only for myself, but for those who are involved in bringing the products to life that I've created. Okay? So Corporation X is the vehicle for making the money and also for entertaining people globally with the products created as well as moving forward with the Byzantine pineapple. What's been your most rewarding experience since publishing your book? Well, I go out and I meet people and talk to people every day, and I get to see their eyes light up and the thinking begin as they understand what the Byzantine pineapple means. It means that right now they're watching an election of candidates on both sides who have no long-term plan, and they now understand it. And then they understand that the news media fawning over these candidates are actually fawning over nothing. And it also means that they understand that the growing U.S. federal debt bubble is real and that neither the political right or left have any plan to do anything about it. The train of thought is obvious, I see in their eyes. And the feedback I've received also is wonderful that everything proposed is just plain common sense. Anyone with a high school education can get it. Did your environment or upbringing play any major role in your writing? Oh, well, we are all products of our environment. So, yeah, yeah, my environment and upbringing greatly influenced my writing. I've always been an independent. I've learned to work well with others. I've lived among the poor and the middle class and the wealthy. I've managed a new and used book, comic book, baseball card shop. I'm a degree degreed accountant with an MBA in finance and operations and marketing and information system education and practice. Uh, I was instrumental in turning around financially a global automotive and non-automotive corporation only to get screwed by corporate politics. In 2007, I was the financial controller for the largest Bahamian exporter, and I lived on both Grand Cayman and Grand Bahama Islands and worked on Seven Mile Beach. 
and I've been instrumental in managing corporations a lot bigger than tentpole movie production. So, yeah, yeah, my environment and upgrading have greatly influenced me. How would you describe your writing style? I view writing and content editing to be a basic manufacturing process. For example, in the auto industry at Hilux, where I worked, we made transmission cables for Honda or Toyota or, the, say, the corn-picking cable for Navistar, and we always started with a print. You build the prototypes, you test the prototypes, you go back, modify the print, and keep doing the process till you've achieved what you're building. Well, to me, that's the same thing with the writing, Okay. I start with the question of, what is the purpose in writing what I'm writing? Then I write the story or the essay from start to finish, because if you're not working with a finish, how can you know to foreshadow things for the finish? And then I go back to the beginning and rework everything until I'm happy with it. Other than selling your book, of course, is there anything else you hope to accomplish with it? Well, my purpose is to wake as many people up from the matrix to show them that there are other ways than what's going on right now with the political systems and to do this before the federal debt bubble collapses. And if you don't think the federal debt bubble will burst, well then ask yourself this question. Every financial crisis of debt bubbles that have burst, has the government ever told you ahead of time or predicted that this was gonna happen, like with the dot-coms or the subprimes or the Great Depression? No, they don't, okay? So if you don't think that a debt bubble is growing that can burst, and have bad consequences for everyone, well, wake up from the matrix. In your opinion, who should buy your book? The Byzantine pineapple is intended for those who care about the future. Okay, so don't dismiss the proposals until you read them yourself. Uh, there's a reason the Pacific Book Reviews this states that this is a must-read book. The Corporation X business plan is intended for people who either currently or are interested in working entertainment and find the products interesting, or perhaps their career is deadheaded by corporate politics, okay, or for vendors who can profit from it growing, or from investment people who are seeking a sane, long-term investment in successfully market-tested products. Do you have a website? I do. There's actually two websites. The primary website is poge.biz, P-O-J-E. And when you're there, one can visit and sign up for the Quarterly Corporation X newsletter. There's also a separate website through the self-publishing company that is painless-pogey.com. Painless is the first novel that was written. Well, this has been just great. Our guest today has been Bill Pogey, and he is the author of The Byzantine Pineapple Part 1 with Corporation X. Bill, thanks very much for being with us today. Well, thank you, Don. I appreciate it. And I thank all of you who've listened to this interview for your time. I greatly appreciate it. This is Don McCauley wrapping up another edition of The Author Show. The Author Show podcast can be accessed at any time by visiting theauthorshow.com. Selected interviews can also be found on major podcasting platforms like Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spotify, and many more. If you're an author who would like to be featured, just visit theauthorshow.com, complete the interview request form, and we may contact you. Marketing is seldom easy for authors, and The Author Show is a great way to promote your work worldwide using a high-quality interview that can make a real impact. Check us daily as we continue to introduce wonderful authors of very interesting books on The Author Show. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorsshow.com. Theauthorsshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.